Welcome to the YYC Popcast, Pop Culture Hit, where a guest and myself will break down whatever's running amok in pop culture this week with a side of what we're watching and listening to these days. Thanks for listening. Hello again, my friend Hill. Hey. Thank you for joining me in another little pop culture. I'm excited to talk to you again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I figured this would be fun to bring up um, for International Women's Day because we've both been watching WandaVision, Mm -hmm. as I think everyone has. And I kind of, I wanted to get your opinion first on how you thought the season was, how you thought the storyline was, and what you thought of the ending. I have a feeling we're going to have a difference of opinion. So I just, I think it kind of fits with International Women's Day because of the fact that yeah, so big female cast, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, Catherine Hahn, Kat Dennings, Tiana Paris. Um, a side note, um, the girl that was in Buffy, uh, did, did you remember Anya from Buffy? So, okay. That blonde Buffy actress? Buffy was a tiny bit before me. Okay. I'm going to be perfectly honest, but I do, the minute you say that, I know exactly who you mean. Yeah, yes. she played Anya in the show. Yeah. But I just, I loved that there was like a, a big cast of all these like strong like kick-ass kind of females and honestly even though her part was really small Kat Dennings is amazing and I love her and I remember watching her in the Thor movies so to see her character get to dip into this series was pure joy for me everything she says is hilarious I think she's a genius I don't understand why she isn't in more I know stuff that's what I think kind of frustrated me too because I love watching her on screen and it was so short-lived yeah. I wanted more of her I'm like wait wait a minute right yeah she was such a like good comic relief. I'm hoping that they dig into her character more in season two. I feel like, yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you first. You go first. What was your impression of this season, and what did you think of the finale? So my impression of the season is that it was a comic hero story brought to life for kids, but for adults, it was more a tale of a woman dealing with grief. Right. Yeah. Right? So there was this huge undertext, underbelly of WandaVision that had absolutely nothing to do with the characters and everything to do with the storyline and the grief that a woman was experienced from losing her life partner. Right. That, to me, is kind of the takeaway from that. And brother, right? Lost yeah. a brother and a life partner. She lost everything she loved. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, that's kind of what resonated the most with me with that. Right. I, I love the Marvel stuff. My 11-year-old son is over the moon that I watched it with him. He was like, sweet. But to me, I was like, this is actually a tragic love story. Right. Oh, totally. I remember in Avengers Endgame um, when he dies and, and, and they all kind of, you know, in Endgame, they start to come back. And I was like, where's Vision? And I remember Jer, my husband, being like, well, he can't come back because of the Infinity Stone. And I was like, wait a minute. He's, he's gone forever? And I was like, that can't be. Like, they're meant to be together. Yeah. I thought the same thing, though, when Scarlett Johansson jumped off that cliff. Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched these movies or you haven't watched the whole Late. season, of, like, yeah, turn back now. <laughs> like, bumpy road ahead for you. So don't continue to listen. Um, it's funny because I had heard really mixed reviews about WandaVision. And when I watched the trailer, I was like, what the heck? This looks so weird. And, of course, I saw Vision. So I thought, okay, this must be um, an offshoot of their life before Endgame, before Avengers Endgame. Like, this must have been what they were doing before they had to fight Thanos, Hmm. right? And my knowledge of the comic world is completely based on the movies. I've never read a comic, and I honestly have to have Jer beside me 
breaking stuff down all the time. He hates watching any Marvel or DC movies with me because I know he read all the comics as a kid. So I'll turn and look at him and be like, who's that guy? What's the backstory there? Why is that person doing that? Because they don't actually flesh these characters out no. in the movies and they don't give you the backstory. So there's all these like little hints and tidbits that like the nerds get. And I'm saying nerds in a loving way because I'm talking about my husband. But all the people that read the comics, they get it. All the rest of us are like, I, I totally missed the significance of what was so big about that. So I, I liked Wanda's character and I liked Vision. Um, but I was confused when the show started. I was like, oh, this must take place before. Yeah. So it totally, I thought it was just such smart writing. It's, I've never seen a show like it before. The first episode... I, like yeah I was We're a little confused. I was impatient I was like oh what is this I don't like black and white come on well and also like it was I get it like it's supposed to be like strange and odd and you know you're supposed to hang in there because the story's going to unravel itself and we had a conversation earlier how that's my like least favorite show to watch hang in there the shows that, that starts like in, as a mystery for the two or three episodes, the first two or three episodes, and you have no idea what's happening, and they want to slowly unfold it, and you're supposed to be patient. I don't like that when you're playing the guessing game, and you're, like, this, like, dumb audience member, and, like, the characters know what happens, and you don't. No. I like the reverse, where, like, we, as the people watching it, know what's happening, and we want to scream to the TV, like, why didn't you just see that thing that happened? Everything would be different for you. That's my kind of storytelling. So, to backtrack a little, I wouldn't remotely consider myself a um, comic book nerd. However, when I was about 19, and you know this, and you're going to laugh, I developed a huge obsession with Tank Girl. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> like, I have a t-shirt. Lori Petty all oh the way. Oh my god. Best movie I've ever seen. Awful. It's awful. But it's I tried the best to watch movie. it with you, you one couldn't, night. You couldn't. No. And there's like, this is just great. And it's so random and so fucked up. Yeah. But I had read all the comic books because my cousin had them. I remember being in Montreal. My cousin had these comic books. And she's like, really? Like, you've never heard of Tank Girl? Well, okay. Um, ten of us have. And I read these comic <laughs> books. And then I found out there was a movie. And Laurie Petty was in it. And I watched it. And I fell in love. And after that, I kind of had a far more appreciation for the comic book world and how they yes. get so nerd into things. Like, I kid you not, if I could have, like, been Tank Girl for every Halloween, <laughs> I would have. And not just because of the outfit and how it looks so kick-ass. Right. Um, so I have an appreciation for it. I'm, like, nerd-adjacent, I would say. Yes. Um, but I don't, when it comes to Marvel, I was always, I started with Iron Man because... Yeah, and I grew up with it from there. Right? Totally. Well, and I got it. Okay. Side note: third Iron Man movie, the one that had like the samurai gang, like the bad, the bad guy was like the samurai guy. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it turned out he was like in a costume, like worst Marvel movie ever. Mm -hmm. It was such a stinker. And I remember being in the theater, being like, I just, I felt like I got punked. So I just need to put that out there. Terrible, terrible, terrible movie. So if you're watching it from the beginning to the end, skip Iron Man three. Uh, you'll thank yourself for it Just later. Read the clips now. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, it's funny because I've watched all these movies through the years. My kids are only really old enough to watch it now. So they weren't watching it when they were coming out. But obviously when you're compromising and you're in a relationship and like, you know, your husband goes and sees like some cheesy movie with you. So then the next time you go watch a Marvel movie or a DC movie, that's the trade-off you make. And the thing I've always liked about Marvel 
is that they put in such a good, healthy dose of humor. There's so much comedy in their movies. So, like, the action, I, I get a little bored with, like, pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Um, I like, like, a like a three-minute action scene, and after that, I'm like, I'm out. Just a quickie. Get back to the story. Yes. Yep. A quickie, quickie for Carly. One and done. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the 10-minute action scene, like, I definitely am falling asleep by, like, minute eight. Like, I'm done. I'm gone. So, but I like that they always had, like, a lot of humor in there. So it kept my attention. Um, I want to pay attention to the storyline, and I want to pay attention to the humor. The action is just, like, a byproduct I have to put up with. Um, so when WandaVision started, and I started to realize that it was supposed to take place after Endgame, I was like, what the heck? Like, I need to go back and watch. So I went back and watched a bunch of them. I watched Age of Ultron, um, when Wanda Maximoff, you know, and Pietro are first introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously I watched all the other ones where Vision comes in. They never really show you how their relationship is solidified. It's like all of a sudden they're just a couple. Yep. I thought there was going to be some progression that I missed somewhere in the movie, in the movies, and they really didn't. Like comic book readers would have known, exactly, and that's but I didn't. Assuming, right? right? So I kind of thought like this is kind of a random gamble to take in, in these offshoot shows because if you're someone that's watched the movies like me, their storyline was not very big. Their storyline was pretty tiny. Um, and, you know, guaranteed, like, this is billions of, millions of millions of dollars they put into this. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I watched the first three episodes, and by the end of episode three, I remember texting, I think you and my sister, and being like, whoa, this is really good. You I, watch it just It just got really good in episode three. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. It's very cool. And every episode I watched got better and better, and I was more and more impressed. And... As soon as I saw Catherine Hahn, I was like, score, because she's so amazing. She's so underrated. She's one of those comedic actresses who could also be, like, one of the best dramatic I actresses. I completely agree with you. Right? And I th- remember thinking it was so funny seeing her in this, because all I can think of is when she was in Our Idiot Brother with um, oh Paul Rudd. God. Right? Yeah. And Wanderlust with Paul Rudd again. Yes. And she always plays just these absolutely asinine characters. Like that creepy neighbor you know who you're like, oh, don't go over there. She's going <laughs> to yell at you and make you eat hemp. Um, and I love her. She's yeah. great. And it was cool to see her in there. I mean, she offered a – I don't know if she was necessarily any comedic relief in this. It was – was it more? I mean, I don't know. She was. She, she was. She was definitely that comedic relief. And then, of course, all this, all the rumors—not rumors, conspiracy theories—started coming in around like episode five or six. I started seeing them where they were like, "I think that she is the bad guy. I yeah. think something's going on weird with her." Because you so, can't, well, you can't cast someone like that in a show and not have them have a big role, right? Yeah. What was her purpose? Yeah. Right. So, um, so when she like obviously you know showed herself, showed that she was a witch, and you could see her past in the second last episode, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. I was totally like clinging to the TV. I found it really interesting. And then yesterday when I watched the finale, I felt like it was like. I just, I just felt like, like somebody just decided to like, Got punch you, just like stop the storyline. Like it was like it had this giant buildup, and sure, it had a little bit of like an action back and forth. I just felt it was like really anticlimactic, and kind of disappointing. And I'm, I know I'm in the minority. Most people were like, oh, it was so heartbreaking. It was so beautiful, and part of me was like, well, what, the, you know, there was a whole other vision who was there in real life, how come Wanda with all her amazing powers couldn't take the vision that she created with the vision that the army made and smush them together and make them a real vision again? Like I just, to me, I was like, shouldn't that be easy after all the shit that she just did and created a town and like mind controlled people? So 
I was disappointed in the end too, which, so we're kind of in the same boat and not because I thought it was poorly done, but I feel like there's got to be more to it. Yeah, they definitely are going to have another season. But are they? Because my, again, I'm going off what my kid told me. And yeah. He told me they won't be. Well, I feel like that line that she says to Vision at the end when he's like, we've said goodbye before. And she says something like, which means we'll say hello again. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that was like a big giveaway that there'll obviously be a season two. I hope so. Because the last episode was called series finale. But then I was like, but is it the series finale? Is this just what we're calling it? Because every show, every episode was a different TV show. Yeah. We're ending this. We're ending all of the shows. You know what I mean? I really hope they don't end it. Because I love that collaboration. I love that cast. Deegan told me, um, my son told me, that they are planning on carrying her storyline over into Doctor Who's new show. Not Doctor Who, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange has a new movie, right? Okay, maybe Not, that's it. Okay, I might be wrong. See, I should have printed this out because it's it, their slate for the next year is yeah. insane. Yeah. Like, I think that I might be wrong, but I think that the next show coming out is the one about Loki. Okay. I think that's the next he was, series. He's starting to talk about that too. But he told me that, you know, when there's like her image on the wall yeah. at the end, he said that has to do with Doctor Strange. Yes, because I think that's the next Marvel movie that's being okay. released. So maybe right? they're going to put it into that. I don't yeah. Know. Well, because also there's they've announced that they're going to let. Um, so how Pietro was there? Um, Evan Peters did play that character in the X Men version. Yeah. Right. So he was Pietro in um, the X Men version, which was not the same as uh, different companies. I can't remember who owned them back then. I feel like it was like Sony and other people. So whatever. Yeah. They've made this deal now that they're going to let the um, alternate realities infiltrate each other's storylines. Which is kind of crazy. Right? Like they've got the Spider-Man movie coming out that's got Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland. So like they're going to let the different oh, characters. I can't stand Neither. The oh guy my God. like the guy is such a douchebag, especially if you watch like Molly's game. I was just And you that. read yeah. up on what a POS yep. Tobey Maguire is. And the funny thing is, is like, not long after that, her book and that movie came out, all of a sudden he's like disappeared off the face of the earth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so people, I don't know, maybe it was a, like a well-known rumor that he was like a horrible person to hang out with. Okay, Tobey Maguire. But like, I don't miss him in movies. No, Tobey Maguire reminds me of this guy I dated when I was 18 who was just the most completely mediocre person. I'm sorry, this is mean. But I was convinced had like some underlying character trait that was going to redeem him. Yeah. And it never did. And yeah. he never redeems himself. No. Like, I just cannot stand him. I, I don't understand how he gets cast in anything. He's like the totally. pimple on the face of the acting world. Totally. Well, and it, that's why when you watch Molly's Game, you're like, oh, this makes so uh-huh. much sense because he's got little man syndrome. Yes. So, yeah. No, you can take your Napoleon butt and go over somewhere else. Like, we don't need you. Tom Holland is adorable and just delicious. And I loved him as Spider-Man. I loved Andrew Garfield. Um, I wish that he had come back instead of Tobey Maguire, but he said he had no interest in reprising that role unless it's like him totally tricking all of us and he is going to be in the movie, um, which would be amazing. Yeah. But yeah, that's the whole, that's what they're doing now, right? They're, they're weaving these like dement, these other alternate realities or the dimensions. My husband like nerded out about this and said it was a really big deal in the comic book world. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So this is about as deep as my understanding gets. Yeah. So that's why Pietro was able to be on this, even though he wasn't part of the Marvel storyline, he was part of X-Men and X-Men's also going to bleed into Marvel now that they're all owned by the same company. Um, so yeah, I, 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 
it's not that I was disappointed with the ending. It was okay. It was just, I think I, they just so outdid themselves on every episode and it was so well written and so surprising and so different and cool that I really thought the ending was going to be something kind of, kind of spectacular. And it was like very predictable, very mediocre. I mean, of course we knew that, that Agnes wasn't going to defeat her and, um, yeah, I, I guess the typical thing is that she would lose vision. They were hinting at that the whole season, mm-hmm. that he couldn't exist outside her little magical bubble. But I just was like, really? I Like, why not give us one? You know, you took Tony Stark. He's gone. You took Vision the first time. You took you took uh, Black Widow. Like, give us give us Vision back. Okay, but they're giving us 2021 reality, right? Where no you shit. Don't, you don't get an extra one right yeah. yeah like oh it's just gone yeah 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 they have magic but well eh, we don't feel like pushing we that story them line. off because that's reality yeah. oh <laughs> like we need a little hope in 2021 yeah so i loved it i loved her character i loved the strong female leads i know that's super cliche to say um but it was also tiana think is going to be in the new who plays monica by the yep, way yep. she's going to be in the new uh, Captain Marvel movie, I believe. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Again, right, so they're my setting son up. Should probably be sitting here. Yeah, of me like right they're now. setting up her storyline to to de- to yeah. direct into a different movie because she's the daughter of the best friend of Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. right? So I it, I get maybe it serves a purpose to shoot off these storylines that they're about to explore and other things. It's just that I just thought this was so good. I would like to see a season two. I'd like to see the cast continue. It would have been nice if they hadn't just wrapped it up in a little bow. I mm-hmm. wish they had left it open so that there could have been another season because I just I feel like it's like nothing I've seen and I was so glad that they finally really explored the backstory of a female character I feel like if you think about the Marvel movies you get so much backstory on goddamn Captain America and Iron Man you learn about their dad their mom what their childhood was like you get all these like really cool flashbacks and then like for Scarlett Johansson's character I, I don't know you get a snippet of a flashback in which movie uh, I mean, like, she does have her own movie eventually when pandemic is over, I think, because Black Widow didn't get to come out. Mm-hmm. Right? It was going to come out in theaters and then they canceled it because of pandemic or it just... I think so. I'm so unaware that I didn't even know it was out. Um, but they give a little bit of her backstory, I think, in one of the last two movies. I don't remember if it's Endgame or not. Um, and that's the first time you get to really know her background. And I feel like a lot of the female characters, you don't... They, yeah, they're strong. Yeah, they're cool. But except for Captain Marvel, I don't feel like they really put in a good effort to really explain the female characters' backgrounds. So I just liked that there was a bit of a focus there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to relate this to The Mandalorian only because they're both under the Disney umbrella. I never watched The Mandalorian. Okay. So, but this was my same pet peeve when I watched that show is that there was a lot of action and they did not flesh out the characters except for Mando. Except for the Mandalorian. They had all these cool side characters that they'd give you like a little five or ten minute blurb about. About how he knew them or how they came to be. And they would be really cool and interesting and they wouldn't delve into them. Mm -hmm. And after every episode, I would turn to Jerry and be like, I'm so annoyed. I want to know about these characters. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to watch a 12 minute action scene. Like, like, John Favreau, please. Like, I want a little bit more storyline. So... In this last season, Rodario Dawson comes on and plays Ahsoka. Um, And I didn't, for me, she meant nothing. But because Jer has watched that cartoon, Clone Wars, the Star Wars 
spinoff. Sure. He knows who this character is and he knows how important her storyline is. She's a Jedi like Luke Skywalker and that's why she can train like Baby Yoda, which by the way, like that's the only reason I watched season one. Every time there wasn't a Baby Yoda scene, I was like snooze fest. Mm -hmm. And Baby Yoda made that show in season one. Season two is better, but without season, without Baby Yoda, I feel like season one would have totally gone down the toilet. Just, just my opinion. Anyways, um, so season two, they introduce her character and Jerry's like, oh my God, this is so cool because she's a Jedi and she was trained under Luke Skywalker and like, this is a big deal and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? Mike, I've seen all the movies. How come I have no idea who she is? Well, she's from the Clone Wars, from the cartoon. I said, oh, okay. So they're for people like for dum-dums like me, they're going to eventually explain her backstory. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, I don't know. I guess they're just going to assume, you know, this is my pet peeve when it comes to DC comic movies, Marvel comic movies, X-Men, and now even the Star Wars stuff. You cannot assume that everybody that's watching these shows has nerded out and read all the all the boards online and knows everything. Right, but they are catered to those people. They totally yeah. are. And it's frustrating for someone like me mm-hmm. who I want to get into it and I don't know anything about her character. And they did not flesh her character out. They barely, barely gave a backstory. And she's such a great actress. Like, give her some more lines. She can yeah. do more than this. So I was peeved. And I said to Jeremy, I, this is before I knew she was going to get her own show. So I was just like, this is, they just do the women so dirty on these shows. I'm so sick of this. Blah, blah, blah. And then I think two days later, it was announced that, like, there's going to be an Osaka series. Yeah. Um, and she's going to have her own show. So obviously, she's going to get her backstory then. So I'm glad that they're starting to do that, whether that's always been their plan or whether they're listening to people that we don't just want the side characters anymore. We want to hear those character stories developed. A show's not interesting with just like one lead character with a bunch of mindless actors around them. It's interesting when there's a collective. Well, it's called Seinfeld and it's been done. Right? Yeah. yeah. So there's my there's my 411 on my opinion of the season of WandaVision. I hope they make a season two. Me too. I really hope it comes back. I'm excited for Osaka. If I'm, saying, I'm not saying it wrong. I mean, I'm saying it wrong. Every time I said Osaka, Jerry got mad at me. Ahsoka. Ahsoka is her name. He's okay, going to... Osaka makes me think of a drink. Well, or Japan. Yeah. Right? But Jerry's going to hear this and be like, she's saying it wrong. But it's because I don't know who she is. I didn't watch Clone Wars. So her name is not ingrained in my brain. Anyways. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to leave a review or rating and subscribe so that you never miss a new episode.